0: Hi, thank you for being here today. For the first time in history, enlightenment is available to all of us. I believe that so many folks today are ready to experience enlightenment. I also believe that folks would like to experience more good and less bad along the way to enlightenment. If that describes you, well then welcome to the Kate T. Benson podcast, where I, your host, Kate T. Benson, provide straightforward, actionable information about achieving enlightenment and experiencing more good and less bad along the way. The focus of this podcast in general is helping folks reach enlightenment and experience a whole lot more good and a whole lot less bad along the way to enlightenment. For today's podcast, I wanted to respond to one of y'all who sent me an email. Hi Kate, last week you talked about the Yahida script and you said that it's the voice of your true self. It sounds really meaningful and interesting but you didn't say very much about it. Would you say more? So first, thank you so much for asking. I'm so incredibly grateful to y'all for taking the time and thank you so much for that question. And yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um, our Yahida self is a part of our identity. And so to talk about it, we'll need a little background on identity. Um, I did a master's on identity at AM. and there are lots of ways to think about it and lots of folks who've described it and defined it. scientists and psychologists and philosophers and modern day marketers. And out of everything I've read, the best summary that I've come up with is that your identity is all the answers that you can come up with to the Cheshire Cat's question to Alice in Alice in Wonderland. Remember that? The Cheshire Cat asks Alice, who are you? And when I've talked about this example in the past, I've suggested that grown up Alice might answer, oh, who are we? Well, we're a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. Each one of those being a partner, a mother, a researcher, a part-time firefighter, and a stamp collector—they're all social identities, or we could think about them as like social roles that we play. And they're all answers to the Cheshire Cat's question, "Who are you?" So I kind of like to picture Alice responding, like, "Oh, who are we?" Well. We're a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. That's who we are. So I also, uh, when I mentioned our Yahida self, like our Yahida self is also a part of our identity. And if you're looking for more background on identity in general, you can check out episode one, but just to give a little bit more detail here about identity from psychology, there's William James and Eric Erickson. So according to William James, your identity is made up of the I and the me. And the me is the collection of things that we think of as belonging to us or being ours. And the I thinks about all the me's or the minds. For example, there's me at age five and there's me at age 25. And the I says, all of those me's, they all belong to the same I. And when we think about things that are ours, like that are us or ours, we get a sense of warmth and it's the eye that does that. So for example, think about like a memory that's yours, uh, like a childhood memory or a memory of a childhood pet. Um, and think about the feeling of like the warmth that you get when you think about that memory. But now think about a memory that someone else has from your childhood, like your parents, they have a memory of you as a little kid, or when they tell you some story, maybe about like you in the bathtub, right? But there's no sense of warmth when you think about that story, and that's because it's not your memory; it's it's someone else's memory. You're just it's just about you; it's not yours. But so super simple one sentence summary, identity according to James, it's the collection of stories that we tell ourselves about who we are. And then there's identity according to Eric Erickson. So Eric Erickson thought that identity is a developmental process. And it's one where we try on social roles like Alice's, I'm a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. Those are social roles. And so we try those on until we find a sense of identity that's like perfectly fitted for us. So social roles or social identities, they're kind of like outfits. For example, there's like the firefighter outfit. And so we would try that on to see how it feels for us, like how well it fits our sense of who we are. And if we like the outfit, then we keep it. And then when someone asks, who are you? We say, well, we're a firefighter. And then we wear that outfit until it doesn't fit right or doesn't feel right anymore. So super simple one sentence summary of identity. According to Erickson, your identity is all the answers that you can come up with to the Cheshire Cat's question. Who are you? And from outside of psychology, there's personal brand. And so personal brand is basically the image that you present to the world. So not the social roles that you fill, like being a researcher or a stamp collector, but the style that you bring when filling those roles, like your personality, your appearance, your communication style. So if you, if, for example, you value being a nice person, then being a nice person is just going to be a part of the style that you bring to whatever social role you're filling, whether that's being a partner or a researcher or a stamp collector. And then there's the ego and the ego is also part of our identity. And the ego is where we get our ego-based storyline from. So the ego-based storyline is the story that you tell yourself and others about who you are. So when Alice says, I'm a partnered mother, researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector, that's Alice's ego-based storyline. And the ego is the part of Alice that came up with that story. And the ego does that for all of us. It comes up with our storyline. And the reason the ego cares about the ego-based storyline is that that's how it maintains its sense of itself. Okay, so, you know, the incessant monologue in your head, the one that sounds a little something like I'm better than so and so, I'm smarter than he is. I'm not as good as they are. uh, I'm not as good as I should be. And it just goes kind of on and on and on like that. The reason for the monologue is that the ego is basically doing what a whale does with echolocation to know where it is in the water. So for a whale, echolocation is when a whale is bouncing sound waves off nearby objects to know where it is in the water. And that's what your ego is doing with the incessant monologue in your head. It's just bouncing comparative statements off of you and everything around you to know where it is, to maintain its sense of itself. Like I'm better than so-and-so. I'm smarter than he is. I'm not as good as they are. I'm not as good as I should be. Those are all just comparative statements. And the ego is just trying to figure out who am I and how am I by bouncing those comparative statements off of everything and everyone around. And that's what you hear all day long as that pretty incessant monologue in the head. But so here's the thing is that the ego doesn't care about your story. It just wants any ego-based storyline. And that's because the ego is pretty much like a Pez dispenser. There's a lot of different types of flavors of Pez. And the Pez dispenser doesn't care what flavor of Pez it dispenses. And the ego is totally the same way. Meaning that when it comes to your ego-based storyline, the ego is like that Pez dispenser, but for the ego-based storyline. Meaning that the ego doesn't care what kind of ego-based storyline it has. It'll even take an unhappy ego-based storyline. It just wants... It just wants a story. And so that's all the background that we need on identity uh, for talking about Yehida. Um, So let's see. As I mentioned last week, Yehida is an ancient secret from Kabbalistic Jewish mysticism. And the basic idea is that a part of you, like a part of your soul, is rooted in the creator, like literally. And because the Yehida self is rooted in the creator, it's your truest self. So a super simple one-sentence summary of Yehida is that your Yehida self is your truest self. And the Yehida script is the voice of your truest self. And what that means is that there is a voice within you that's available to you right now that is the voice of your true self. So most of the time we're living according to our ego-based storyline. And like we've been talking about, our ego-based storyline includes all of Alan's answers to the Cheshire Cat's question that I'm a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. But like I mentioned a minute ago, the ego is just using echolocation to come up with its ego-based storyline, like a whale bouncing sound waves off nearby objects to know where it is in the water. Except that the ego is doing that with the comparative statements, just bouncing them off of you and everything around you to know where it is, to maintain its sense of itself. But our Yahida self, like our true our true self, the part of us that's rooted in God, that part of us is not using echolocation. And our Yahida self does have its own storyline. And the Yahida-based storyline, or that's what I like to call the Yahida script, it's the story about you that's told by the part of you that's actually rooted in God. And that part of you knows exactly who you are and exactly what you're here to do. In other words, your Yahida self knows your unique potential. So unique potential, super simple one sentence summary. Unique potential is the idea that we all truly are special snowflakes that each one of us was made specifically by the creator and that each of us has a particular purpose. But that said, as special snowflakes, we are special snowflakes with a job to do, meaning a job that is ours and ours alone. No other can be who we are and no other can do what we can do. Meaning no other can do what our unique potential is here to do. So what does that mean? It means we have a responsibility to be who we really are. So how do we realize our unique potential? We do it through physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual development. And we could do a talk on each of those but the most relevant for today's is is about Yahida is the spiritual element. So the spiritual dimension is about the big questions in life, like our meaning and purpose and why we're here. And unlike most things in life, we don't actually have to be taught to be interested in the big questions in life. Like why are we here and what's my purpose? We're just born wanting to know those things. I don't know about y'all but I think that's really cool. So in fact, we know from experiments but also just from our own experience in life that exploring the spiritual dimension in life like for all like, is it's necessary for all of us who want to experience a sense of well-being. And that's because those big questions, who am I? Why am I here? What am I here to do? and what is this what is the thing that that only i can do that's our unique potential and so when i'm working on the things that are a part of my unique potential like that are my unique responsibility and i'm doing it in a way that only i can do then i'm living my purpose and when i'm living my purpose that's when i experience a deep sense of meaning And all of that, your unique potential, who you are is a special snowflake that comes from your Yahida self. And that was what I wanted to share today in response to our listeners' question. Thank you again so much for taking the time to reach out and ask me your question. Like I can't tell you how much it means to me to hear from my listeners. If y'all are curious about me, you can learn more and sign up for my newsletter at katbenson.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at tbenson, and subscribe on YouTube. Thank you so much for your time. I see you. I appreciate you. Until next time. Namaste.